Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picturebook Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks podcast. My guest today is a businessman who has a number of awards um, to his name, from Sussex Entrepreneur of the Year in the Sussex Business Awards back in 2011, Go on to 2014, the Queen's Award for Enterprise and Innovation. Also that year, the greatest contribution to Sussex Charity in the Sussex Business Awards. It's been named, uh, the company was named in the Sussex Times Top 100 Small Companies to Work For. In 2016, Dealmaker Awards Entrepreneur of the Year. And in 2018, was awarded the British Citizen Award for Business, amongst many others as well. He was also an Olympic torchbearer in London 2012. He founded Checker Trade concept in 1998, um, co- copied by many, but exceeded by none. When sold, Checker Trade employed around 230 team members and generated around 3.2 billion a year for 28,000 plus trades and services that put their trust in him to generate their more work and generate a public profile. More than this, my guest is a committed Christian and considers people to be more important than than business, protecting the the, the greater general public from being a victim of rogue trade is paramount and he tirelessly looks at ways in which this can be improved. Integrity and making a difference is foremost, believing the best in people and helping those in need close to his heart. I'm really delighted and honoured to welcome my guest, Mr. Kevin Byrne to the podcast. Was that all me? <laughs> have I done all of that? Doesn't f- don't feel like I have. I'm just Kev. Yeah. Kevin, listen, uh, what, what, what can I say? Del- absolutely delighted to have you on. Um, Pleasure. We're, g- we're going to delve straight in, if we can. Um, just listen, start telling our listeners a little bit about where your business journey all started. Oh, wow. Where did it all start? It started before Checker Trade. Um, in 1995, my wife and I uh, decided to go on a pastor's training course. So I gave up my full-time job. <laughs> anyway, after doing the pastor's training, we decided being pastors wasn't for us. But that left me in a situation of, I've got no job. What do I do? Yeah. Um, I was cleaning carpets, uh, trying to earn some money whilst we were doing the training. Um, and I did other things. I was a window cleaner. Um, uh, but my, my real profession was I was a graphic designer. Yeah. But I worked for a very small company in Celsi. Um, uh, so I thought, well, I'm, I'm a carpet cleaner. Where can I get some work? Mm. So I looked at Yellow Pages, too expensive. And, it was, and if you miss their slot, you don't yeah. go in, for, in it for a year. Same with Thompson's. Uh, and I looked at the local parish mag. And again, what they tend to do is they'll print all the advert pages at the beginning of the year and just print the the social write-ups yeah. each month and then combine the two. So, and I was too late for that. So I was like, where, do I, where can I advertise? Um, so I had an idea. Because I was a graphic designer, because I was going to a local church, I approached some of the, the builders, the plumbers, the electricians in the church and said, look, I'll design a leaflet. Um, and, and I'll get it printed, and if we all chip in for the cost of the print, yeah. I'll deliver the leaflets down my road, you can deliver the leaflets down your road, and you down your road, etc. Yeah. Um, 
And that leaflet straight away, everybody wanted to be in on this leaflet. And it went from just the church guys to yeah. people they knew who weren't in the church, etc. And yeah. it ended up as a 32-page book. Wow, okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure I was the first in the UK to do these little social, little, little A5 books that yeah. come through your door each each month or however. Yeah. Um, and that was the start of what I call the local business directory. Okay. And that is where I got work for uh, my carpet cleaning business. All right. Uh, and I developed that for quite a few years. Uh, my mindset was quite small. I didn't. I wasn't a big thinker. Yeah. And uh, someone came and knocked on my door and spun me, uh, spun me a uh, a lie about a friend of his. It was he was talking about himself really, yeah. uh, and he wanted to know how he could tell his friend to do this up in Guildford or something. And before I knew it, all the neighbouring areas had these little blue books going through their doors, and I oh, missed okay. that opportunity. Um, but that little blue book's still going today in Selsey. Is it really? local business directory? Yeah, when I when I sold my business, I gave it to a, a friend of mine, and he still runs it. Wow! Um, but that that really was the start of me introducing myself to trade advertising, if I can use that term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I just plod through life. Uh, I, I only used to do that once a year. I used to go through people's door in January, so it, it paid off some of my debts. At Christmas and paid for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Um, and then a tornado went through my hometown, uh, and it caused ten ten million pounds worth of damage. Wow! It was very localized. It wasn't the yeah. big storm of I think it was ninety seven that everyone seems to remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, tornado came down, caused about four hundred meters of significant damage, and then lifted. Right. And because that's so rare, it ended up on the 9 o'clock news, 10 o'clock news. Yeah. And uh, that highlighted uh, the white van brigade from all over the UK, that people were in need and people were desperate. And literally hundreds of white vans started to appear in Celsius over the next few days, many wow. of them with Liverpudlian <laughs> accents <laughs> and Irish accents. Yeah. And sadly, people that were victims of the weather were now being victims of rogue trades. Uh, A typical story, two typical stories. You got eight tiles missing and and the the consumers were being vastly overcharged for it. But the insurance companies picked up that tab. But another one that happened was you'd get a knock on your door. I can see you've got a hole in your roof. Don't worry, madam, we'll put a tarpaulin out and we'll keep the rain out. And they did that and then they spun the line that local builders merchants because of the amount of business they're doing at the moment th- because of this would only take cash wow. and you've got about 600 pounds worth of materials yeah. so these people were passing 600 quid over for the price of a 40 pound tarpaulin never to be seen again wow. Wow. Um, and that got me thinking it, you know my my dad before he passed away was a police officer in, in the military okay. and when he retired from that he was a trading standards officer well, okay. And he used to tell me of all the all of these things he found out about some of the double glazing companies, for example. They seemed to have the most complaints at the time. Yeah. Can't say that now because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I I couldn't understand how someone can go into Sainsbury's, walk out with an unpaid bottle of wine, and get arrested. Well, yeah. And yet a tradesman can go into someone's house, take their life savings and do a terrible job or not even a completed job 
yeah. or not even a job at all. Yeah, sure. And, and get away with it. I thought, surely that can't be right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I started to pick the phone up and I phoned up trading standards. I phoned up some of the, some of the guilds and the federations. Yeah. You don't really hear much about guilds and federations these days. No, 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 no. Um, but at the time, they were big business. Yeah. And apart from one of the roofing federations, there was two, two at the time. I don't know how many there are now. Yeah. Uh, nobody apart from one of the roofing federations was doing really anything that I thought was of a... a of, of any value to distinguish a good trade from a bad trade. Yeah. So it wasn't a light bulb moment for sure because this was January yeah. and I didn't make my first call until September that year oh, when okay. I tentatively picked up the phone and I phoned up uh, someone who was advertising in my local business directory. Yeah. His name was Bill Lander. Sadly passed away now, but he was a roofing contractor and I said, Bill, uh, I've got this idea. You know, if I if I produce something that goes through, say, twenty five thousand doors, I thought that sounded a good number, yeah, twenty five thousand. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to put put it through people's doors every three months. Uh, and this is going to be called Scout. All right. Okay. And uh, this will be women recommending to other women tradesmen that, that they've used. And what I need from you, because this is pre-internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I need from you is letters from happy customers, and I want to see your qualifications, and I want to see your insurance documents. Right. And that basically was the start. Wow. And he said, yes, Kev, come and see me. So, oh, great. So I went to see him, and he said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And that was like, great. And then I slowly got through all the people I knew, yeah. and then I ran out of people I knew, <laughs> <laughs> and now I've got to start cold calling. Oh, and man, you know, that was really, really tough. But yeah. that's basically, what, you know, a 10-minute answer to wow. to how it all started. So I'm, I'm intrigued. That, so obviously, with the, you know, the directory and stuff like that, there's, and, and coming up with these ideas, that there's this entrepreneurial mindset, I guess, spirit in some way. Where does that come? Was that from a... You know, you, like you said, you was in graphic design for about thirteen years, I believe, or something. Employed, I mean, uh, employed, yeah, yeah, for around. 30. So, but was was there ever from a young age? Was there ever thought no. of running a business? Nothing like that. No. Just it was. I've never looked up what the word entrepreneur meant. Right. Yeah. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have considered myself an entrepreneur. Right. My idea of an entrepreneur was someone that was highly successful with a huge business. Yeah. Uh, typically at the time, it would have been Richard Branson is obviously a, yeah, yeah, an yeah, entrepreneur. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur. I just, I just thought there needs to be an answer. But there was another big question mark I I in my life at that point as well. And that was, how do I feed my family? Yeah, of course, that was a of massive drive for me. Yeah, because um, I wasn't earning much. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And yeah, that I guess, I guess for me, then like you look at that, and then like you said, that almost the birth of of Checker Trade. And I guess the great thing about the story, I guess of of Checker, is like you said, there's a, and that's how some of the great businesses and success stories are started by someone realizing that there's a there's a problem and trying to yeah. provide a solution. Yeah. And I guess, like for you, look, there's a, there's an issue out here. Yeah. How do I solve that? And yeah, and and what I want to really say to anyone that's watching or listening is, I I had a really poor education. Right. 
um, I've got no, no qualifications. I was good at art, yeah, yeah. and I was good at technical drawing or graphic design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but maths and English, I think I got an F, something what? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I didn't really get anything else. And I didn't go to a business. I didn't go to college, I didn't go to university, I've never yeah. done a business degree. Yeah. Uh, I've read one or two business books, but yeah, yeah. I thought, oh man, they're just too complicated. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather read something that was more inspiring yeah, yeah, than yeah. something that was more technical. So even today I sit here and I've, I've, never, I've never read a business book. Wow, wow. So if there's anyone out there and thinks you've got to have A, B and C, all your ducks lined up and yeah. an education and a degree in this, and, and yeah. no, you don't. I love that. Okay. I mean, and this is go. something we'll go a little bit off piece here, actually, if we can, because just because this is something I actually find really fascinating about education. Because I seem to, I, I've been okay at school, got a few GCSEs, I've yeah. failed my A levels, didn't go to university. Um, but but f for me, and I guess even back then, I'm going, what, you know, 25 years ago when I was at school, mm. and you know, I couldn't couldn't spell entrepreneur let alone you know no yeah. no no what I it still have any. an issue with yeah, that yeah, word. Yeah, I still do <laughs> luckily we've got all corrects now so That's I'm okay right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah very man I, and I'm st I'm a real strong believer so I, I've, I've mentioned this on a podcast a few times and a couple of people come on about the education system and I, there's a part of me that feels that oh. there's is a little bit broken the way we, we yeah. test people and rich dad poor dad you read that yeah I have yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. talks about the educational system yeah there. yeah yeah, great book actually. Yeah, I, I, just, I just feel that to, like my, my kids are. Uh, I've got twins who are six, they'll be seven soon. I think going, I'd love it. Then, I think against university, I think it's great if you if you've got a goal in mind and you. I've got to be. A, I want to be a solicitor yeah. or a doctor. That's a path that to get Absolutely. to that goal. Fantastic. Yeah. But and I'm not, you know, saying a degree is not of, of, of great value, of course. But I. I think just to open the door and their minds to there's yeah. other opportunities and hey if you want a career in a particular sector then yeah. you're probably going to need a lot of education yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. if you want to be an entrepreneur yeah, yeah, yeah. no one says to you I want to see your qualifications before yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do business with you yeah, yeah. no one does no and it's and it's and I guess just as uh, well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we've all been having. But yeah, okay, it's, that's mm. it. It's that it's that thought process of of just ultimately self belief and and belief in a, maybe a vision that you've got to to, to drive that yeah, forward. Because you I must had, have had that from. I had quite a, a lot of self belief. Yeah. yeah, I've always been pretty confident in myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the 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 drive to to feed my family was was huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably more so than the drive to build a business. Uh, but, but and how does that? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to, to delve into that a little bit more, just with that because running a business and and, and when did you get to a point? What, what was their point with with Checker especially in them early stages that you go right? I've, I'm generating enough money because when you're you're hungry for it, and you're chasing that money because it is essential. Similar position for me, you know. I'm out there. You work many hours, and you, you put the graft in. And I've, mm. I've always been a grafter, and that's part yeah. of you know that's growing key. up. And that's the key work ethic key. is, uh, you know, my mum and dad were not necessarily entrepreneurial in in any way, but they did teach me a really strong work ethic, and I've yeah. never shied away. I worked from when I was about eleven at school and get, getting other jobs, and so I think that's that's something key. I think self belief, work ethic are two quite for me as a, as a business owner is something that's quite key but just th there's there's that added pressure when you run in your own business mm -hmm. like you say to especially if you've got to provide for a family 
that, that added pressure like how, in them early stages what sort of how do you cope with that what's your mindset around that is it just that I've, I've just got I've got to hit this amount to, to provide for my family so I'll just go and do whatever I can absolutely yeah yeah. there was no other algorithm in, in that at yeah, all yeah 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 sure it was just I've, I've, I've just got to pay the bills and yeah. uh, but when I started Checker Trade I wasn't a spring chicken I was 35 36 yeah and up to that point I really had been bouncing along the bottom of life uh, not really achieving anything, and if and if I was to take my my business card out at that point, yeah. it it would have been I'm worth fifteen to twenty grand. Mind you, this is twenty years ago. Yeah. I'm worth fifteen to twenty grand. Yeah, um, I've got no real self self belief in me to make something exceptional, uh, and I'm pretty shy. Uh, and and standing up in front of people and talking that definitely wouldn't have been me. Wow, wow, definitely not. And that's so strange because like, like we, we, when we spoke a little bit off air before you, you sort of come in and I, I said I'd heard you talk uh, a couple of times. I've been fortunate enough to hear, hear you talk a couple of times. And and the, the one thing I would describe you would be very confident, like that confidence comes. I'm confident uh, yeah, now. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, and yeah. amazing to. Well, that's because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't need a PowerPoint presentation to back it up. Yeah, I love. Yeah, love that. Yeah. I want to I move on slightly. So, so look, running, running and growing a, a business, obviously, especially to the magnitude that you did with Checker Trade, um, running a business is tough. It can be, you know, we've alluded to some, especially sometimes them early parts, but t- talk to me about some of the tough times, some of the challenges, maybe some failures up and down the, oh, the, the line. <laughs> There's a few things that come to mind. Uh, the first one was, as a graphic designer at the time, freelancing, trying to do some work here and there. Um, I was doing some work for a guy up in London. Uh, He was a marketing consultant. And I shared shared with him what I was putting together. And he goes, that sounds fantastic, Kev. Can I be involved? And I gave him 40% of the company. It turned out that his wife ended up with that 40%. And she's still the best woman I've ever come across on the phones. Wow. She was absolutely superb. Uh, But... um, I think after about two years and going through things like I don't understand PAYE, I don't understand that I've got to pay national insurance contributions as an employer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Going through things like I don't I don't know the difference between the VAT payments of cash or accrual. Right. Yeah. I was paying cash, and then suddenly once you hit a certain threshold, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to pay accrual, yeah. and now I've got to pay all the VATIO on invoices that haven't been unpaid, even though I haven't been paid it myself. Wow, that nearly yeah. put us out of business. Um, you know, taking taking staff on, and then and then finding all of these national insurance contributions, I had to let them all go because I just couldn't afford it. Wow. Uh, you know, both of those issues nearly put us uh, out of business straight away, and then, and then, sadly, um, I well, not sadly, or, or is sadly, I don't know whether I don't know how you would interpret yeah. this, but um, the internet was growing, yeah. and I thought instead of asking these tradesmen for letters of recommendations, what if I could get a recommendation on every job they did? moving forward and can I use the internet for that wow um, so I thought monitoring the trades that would be great and I, and I shared my views with 
with uh, my then business partners, yeah. and sadly they didn't agree with me. Really? Uh, no one would ever want to be monitored, I can remember being told. Uh, and anyway, I went to the internet to copy someone else that's doing it, and no one else was. Yeah. No one else was doing it. So I'm, I'm, I'll stop saying it if people prove me wrong, but I think I was the first in the world to do online reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but sadly, because of that, that relationship didn't last. Right. And I actually gave them the business. I went to, I went yeah, I went to see um, a, a man that I respected greatly. I, I actually worked for him for 12 years yeah. in the graphic design industry. And he was a, a Christian. He'd, he was, he'd headed up churches in his day. Yeah. And I told him the situation. He said, Kev, this is what you've got to do. You've got to give him your business and start again. What? I've been working on this two and a half, three years. Wow. It hasn't made me any money, and you're telling me I've got to give it away? Yeah. And he was right. Um, wow. So I, I, I gave this couple the business, and at that point I started Vetted Limited. Right. Trading name was Checker Trade. Wow. Yeah. So, mate, so again, back, back to then mindset and vision, but having that, that strong belief that you're why at that point going like you say the naysayers because how many people uh influence so much by other people going to them that's never going to work you go, oh, i've got this really good idea that's not going to work and then they don't fall it through and then someone else maybe goes in on them does it yeah. but for you at that point like you say working two three years on something to then go they don't. They don't believe in this like I do in this product that I know that can we can yeah. we can bring to the market. And again, back to as such a, a self that self belief back then for that vision that you knew that this was. Yeah. You know. But that that was huge for me going forward because the amount of times I had calls from tradesmen that had awkward customers. Yeah. They want to, Kev. I've got this awkward customer, and I'd say to them, "Don't fight it. Just." Pay someone else to go in and put it right. Yeah. Focus on the answer, not yeah. the problem. Yeah. The answer is get someone else to finish it off. Put it down to experience. And if yeah. that's cost you 200 quid, 500 quid, just go on to your next job. Yeah. No, 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 Kev, I'm not going to let this customer get away <laughs> with it. And the hassle. And, and you yeah. know, if I'd have, if, if, if at that point, if I'd have said to, to, uh, to John Tyler, who yeah. was the guy that gave me the advice, no, John, I'm not going to take that advice. Yeah. I probably could have spent the next two or three years trying to fight my way through yeah. that situation with this couple. Wow. Um, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right thing Again, to do. But that, that was tough giving your business away. Yeah, I bet. But I got it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah 12 sure. months went by, uh, and the customers that they had, I contacted a few. And they yeah. said, no, we haven't been contacted. So um, I ended so up getting it all back. Wow. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. Right? And, and, so, um, and tell me more then, because obviously then, then so this is the birth, the real birth, I guess, of Trek Trail. Like you say, taking it on, online and doing it. Yeah. So t tell me then about that and, any, and, you know, like you say, the growing pains of growing a business of, the, of that, 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 like I say, that sort of magnitude. Yeah. Is it what, what uh, over the over the course of the years? You know, like like you said, it's so fascinating to hear not like, how many people go. Oh, I'm going to start a business, but don't actually know a lot about actual business, and, and you learn on the job, don't you? A yeah. lot of entrepreneurs, a yeah. lot of business owners, we learn on the job doing yes. doing these things, and like you say, but 
so tell me a bit more about then. So you've gone that route now, and over the and because obviously then through the internet it grows a lot quicker. And the internet was very slow. Yeah. Um, we were initially when we started, we just printed directories which went oh, through right. people's doors. Yeah. And then I thought, well, as a graphic designer, I better learn how to put a, uh, an internet uh, a website, website together. together. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and I put something quite simple together. For, so everyone that was in the directory. Basically, I just took a, a, a JPEG of, of the directory and put it on the internet. <laughs> that was it. Um, but the, the directories were finite. I, I could only have X amount of people in the directory. And I also, I would say to a tradesman, I'll only have X amount of plumbers in there. Wow, I'd only okay. have X amount of window cleaners, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and once that directory had that amount of plumbers in it, yeah. I'd have to say to people, well, I'm, I'm sorry, there's no room. Well, can I go on your internet then? Oh, flipping egg. Okay, I'll have to spend <laughs> some time on that and yeah. figure out how I can do that. <laughs> wow. Um, and I, I, I can remember Jonathan Hill was the guy I approached. I don't know whether he still lives in Yapton, but uh, he was like a one-man band, you know, uh, much more adverse than I was. And, and um, we created the... Um, Oh, I've forgotten what I called it now so long ago. Was it the trade register? It was the trade register. It was oh. the name of the software. That's yeah, what we yeah, called it. Yeah, okay. And he developed a very simple CRM system which was linked to the, to the website. And we were able to add people onto, a, onto our website properly wow. through that. But that was like, how much is that going to cost, John? Yeah. I, I can't remember the price. But even, even if it was like five grand, it was like, where am I going to get five okay. grand from? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Tough. Yeah, and, and I guess there's like them. What was their points through through that? Especially, I guess through them early stages, like you say, where like, I've got to grow. This is, this is I believe in this vision so much. I'm where, I'm I'm getting there and I'm going there. But yeah. them like look, cash flow is tough with any business, isn't it? There's so many people. But was there points where you looked and got got? Was there a point even in them early stages where you went? I just you know what? This is so tough. I don't yeah. know where that next bit's yeah. coming in from. Yeah. Can I keep going? Do I need to look at something else? Or was it always up? No. no. I've got a friend who's called Kevin as well. Yeah. We call him Little Kev because he's only about five foot two. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, in fact, he's probably shrunk from he's shrunk <laughs> a bit since then. But um, he used to be and still is, not of, but not as often. We, he's my fishing buddy. Oh, okay. Um, and he actually did the pastor's training when my wife and I did it in, in 95, which is where we met him. Yeah. Uh, really funny guy. But after... after uh, the first partnership failed and I started again probably another two or three years later yeah. he came to me and he says Kev can I speak into your life and I've, I've spoken to him about it he says I don't recall that Kev <laughs> but I can assure you he did yeah. I said yeah I'll go on then speak into my life <laughs> and he says Kev you're miserable your wife's miserable you haven't had a holiday since you've been married you've got to kick this into the sidelines and you've got to get a proper job really and that was a real uh, a real wake up call because I knew he was right. Wow. Not about kicking it into the sidelines, yeah. but I knew the other things were right. Yeah. And s something had to happen uh, because I was just bouncing along the bottom of life. Yeah. You know, I was, I was employing people and paying them more than I was able to take out of the company. Wow. Um, and that yeah, it's a wake up call and a kick up the arse. That yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. And and it, it made me start. Yeah, I've, I've I've got to start doing something different. Yeah. I really have. And that coincided within about six months or twelve months. Yeah. 
with um, uh, my new business partner because when I created Vetted Limited, yeah. um, a guy called Richard Spicely came on board who, who worked for the company yeah. prior to that. And he was an administrator, very much a detailed guy, which I'm not. Yeah. So he complimented the things that I couldn't do very yeah. well. Um, and he said to me, Kev, I've got, I, you know, I've got these CDs. They're from American guy. I'm going to chuck them unless you want to listen to them. So I'll listen to them. So yeah. I took one of the CDs out, shoved it in the car and listened to it. Um, I changed my life. Really? Absolutely changed my life. By a guy called Bob Harrison. His nickname is, is uh, Mr. Increase or Dr. Increase. He's oh, okay. a uh, Christian guy who spoke about conflicting core values. Yeah. And being a Christian since I was about 21, um, and by that time I'm probably close to 40, yeah. so I've been a Christian a long time, my viewpoint as a Christian was you should be meek, mild, and humble and bounce along the bottom. You shouldn't have a nice car, you shouldn't have a nice house, and yeah. you should give all your money to the poor. That was my view as being a Christian. Right. And if I was to ever have a really nice car or a really nice house, that would be a bad thing. Because surely Christians should have that. And that was my view. And that was wow. his view. But he said, yeah, I changed. So one core value was meek, mild, and humble, give all your money away, shouldn't, shouldn't be rich, shouldn't yeah. be powerful, shouldn't be influential. Yeah. But I wanted to be. Yeah. But one, so one magnet was pulling me this way, another magnet was pulling me this way. Yeah. Um, so I had a, opposing core values. And what Bob explained in these series of five CDs. Yeah. Um, some of it was secular, some of it was, was spiritual talk. But he, he, for his own journey, he used his own journey within these CDs to explain the, the two opposing core values. Yeah. And I could identify exactly. But he personally went on um, an exploration of really trying to find out what God really felt about money and what God really felt about who you should be yeah. as an individual. And there was lots of examples given of the parables that Jesus spoke on. And to cut a long story short, I, after a period of time, I began to understand that my entire belief system on what I thought the, what you should be yeah. was wrong. Wow. And, I, and I began to understand that really what God wants from me is to be successful. What God really wants to be for me is to be influential and powerful that's what he really wants wow um and where before i was running this race of success and me thinking god's going yeah i now have or then began to understand that he's on the sideline going go on kev wow how much can you make hey don't get me wrong god sees what comes in one hand and he sees what goes out in the other yeah. he's not going to be fooled but um you know, it, it, it completely changed my life, completely. So now, so now I've got the ambition, now I've got the will, now I've got the drive, and now I've, I believe I've got my God behind me going, saying, come on, Kev, how far can you take this? Wow. And that changed my life. That's, a, that's so fascinating, because that, and that's really quite powerful. I guess, again, so much of it lends itself for me about the narrative that we tell ourselves, whatever that, whether it's religion or with our own self-belief or, or our mm. own definition of what success looks like, is I think for, for, for me, it was very much like 
and I think there's still a strong narrative out there that people were successful and happiness lies with financial gain. As someone who's successful, has got financial gain. Yeah. But I think it's not. It's exactly yeah, and <laughs> exactly not. that, and and that, and that's where certainly for me, up until my I'm 43 now, but up until my uh, just before I turned 40, I, that's well, I've just I'm, about woken up at 43. I <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing all right. I'm a little, like, yeah. but, it's, but that's quite, it's amazing to think that. That the narrative that you tell yourself about what where success lies is is, and that's not where happiness and success is. It's not anything to do with no, financial gain. And I I, I realised that very I say not certainly not quick probably not quickly enough. But just before I turned forty, and I went through a bit of a low point. Of, I'm not successful. I've not achieved anything because I didn't have that financial security. Yeah. And I was like, I've got these beautiful children that I want to provide and give everything to. And but I was realize that i am giving them because i love them to death and yeah, they, sure. they've got all all of my love and i was surrounded yeah. by all these people who, who love me and oh, what? and that then my definition of success was that if i died tomorrow then uh, you know what it's not actually i'm fairly successful i'm surrounded yeah. by i've got lovely mum and dad and my wife beautiful wife loads of great friends and yeah. what a, what a lovely place to be in that that sense. you're already uh, there mate yeah and i can, <laughs> and it was it, that was and it really mm. helped me like coming from Going from a place where oh, God, for someone if you know if you'd met people who and described me would probably say he's quite a happy-go-lucky guy and got a smile on his face and a bitch. Mm. So and, and I went through a period of not being that person because I was in a dark mm. place because I, I was like God, I'm not successful. I've got to get this money in, in to to prove that I'm successful. And I was like mm. like you're saying this. And what's interesting, just taking away from what you're sort of saying, like that that. The narrative that you had in your head about where, and obviously bringing religion into it as well, and what you thought yeah. was the was the right thing, or what God wanted for you, or what that narrative was, you you changed that narrative, yeah. and then all of a sudden, and, and would you say then that that, that was a, a a turning point for you to go, oh, yeah. I'm going to take this to absolutely, it was a turning point. I'd, I'd I'd also challenge whoever's watching and listening, yeah. what's holding you back. Yeah. I think most of us have got an ego when we want to do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What's yeah. holding? I'll tell you what's holding most people back. This never held me back, yeah. and that's fear. Fear of loss. Yeah. I've got a mortgage. I've got kids to feed. I've got this, and but I've got this job that that fulfills that. Yeah. And if I go in this direction, I I put all this at risk. Wow. And I can't do it. So you've got to identify. What is what is that that's holding you back? And you've got to address that. Yeah. So and, and there are means and ways of doing it. Did, did, did you did you, you then, even at that stage and, and through different stages of your life? Did you n- there was never never a fear of failure, never a fear of the thought of if this doesn't work. Uh, I don't I don't know how other people think on that. Mm. So it's difficult to gauge because I can't get in your head and I yeah, can't yeah, get yeah. in other people's heads. But I but think. You, I think my fear of failure is less yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. than most people. Okay. Because I've always thought, well, if it fails, I'll go and clean carpets. Yeah. If it fails, I'll go and knock on a load of people's doors and I know I'll get a window cleaning round again. Yeah. There's always something that I could have fallen back on. You know, and I knew I knew okay. builders, I knew plumbers, and the, and if someone needed a labourer, all I needed to do was phone a couple of people up. Have you got any work, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I'll, yeah. g- I'll give you sixty quid a day. Long time ago, I'll give you yeah. sixty quid a day yeah. if you come and labour for me. Yeah. So I always felt that I I had something else that I could go to yeah. if it did fail. Um, 
that's because uh, it's very similar. I think for me, I always, I'd, I'll, I've still got this belief that I always, I'll rather try something and it doesn't work. That I always go well because uh, I've never been fired of work. And I always said to my wife, like, I'd rather if I do yeah. run a business and it doesn't work out. I'll, you know, if you're what, not finding hard work, you'll be all right. You always Eventually, you can always yeah. get work. Some you know, yeah. generally you can go and find. But there are there are lots of people out there that aren't finding of hard work and they never achieve anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, but there's 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 other things that happen to me. Part of one of the things that that Bob Harrison in these CDs spoke mm. about was expectation. Uh, and that was another thing that was significant to me. Right. Significant. And if anyone's heard me talk before, I generally will bring this up at some point. Yeah. If I was to say to a group of people, um, well, now lockdowns are finished, you, you know, it's, it, we're getting back to normal. But yeah. if, I, if I'd have said this before COVID to a group of people I'm talking to who's planning on going on a holiday in the next 12 months, virtually every hand will go up. Yeah. And I'd say, OK, well, at some point, someone's going to sit behind a, a laptop. Uh, or a PC, and they're going to start planning it. They're going to be looking at what clothes, where to go, what's the budget, yeah. have I got, is my passport up to date? Um, okay, let me ask another question. Anyone planning on joining Tim Tim Peake in, in space in the next 12 months? No hands go up. Guess what? No one's on the internet looking at spacesuits. Yeah. No one's looking at the effect of zero gravity on their body. Yeah. Why? Because they're not expecting it to happen. But they're expecting a holiday. Yeah. So your actions and your behaviours flow to make your expectations happen. So wow. now a lot of people get a pipe dream or a great idea confused with an expectation. I'd, 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 I could say to you, Sam, would you like to go on a safari one day? You'll probably go, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Are you are you planning on doing it in the next twelve months? Well, no. So you're not on the internet. But as soon as as soon as that dream starts to become an expectation, you'll start to do the things that will make it happen. Yeah. It's really simple. Yeah. So a, a challenge to everyone out there: What are you expecting in the next six to twelve months? Yeah. If you're expecting if, if if you're expecting recession, guess what? Your actions and behaviours will flow to make it happen. If you're expecting success, guess what? Yeah. Your actions and your behaviours will flow to make it happen. Now I know there are some external things that could affect that, yeah. and and certainly COVID would have ex would have <laughs> affected sure. that. But in in the normal span of life, yeah. um, it's down to you. Yeah. It's down to your expectations. And that really changed me. That really challenged me. And what Bob said, only 2% will listen to me on this. And those 2% will end up generating more wealth than the 98% that don't. Right. Start building your expectations. Start writing it down. Um, so to cut a long story short, because all of this was in this CDs, yes. I, I bought this big map of the UK bearing in mind I was doing one or two areas on the south coast yeah. that was it I bought this big map of the and I was working from uh, the shed in, in the bottom of my garden yeah. and I put a map on that wall map on that wall map on that wall and I would go into the I'd go into my shed at the bottom of the garden in the morning saying go I'm going to be national didn't believe it but he said I wouldn't believe it 
He said, when you start professing these things, you will not believe it. But do it anyway. I'm going to be national. I'm going to be national. I'm going to be national. And start writing things down. Start writing down a million pound on a post-it note, a million pound turnover, a million pound turnover, a million pound turnover. And my brother said to me, Kev, when you reach a million pound, I'll buy a, a, a bottle of champagne. So I thought, okay, that'll never happen, Tony. There you go. But af- after a while, when you're, when you're professed, when it comes out of your mouth, and you start writing, I'm going to be national, million pound turnover. After a while, that, that thing that could, couldn't possibly ever happen, you start to think, well, if I'm going to do that, what do I need to do? What is the thing that I need to do? Oh, don't be stupid, Kev. You'll never achieve that. And then he goes, well, what? No, I'll, no, I'll, I'll start. What? Okay, what do I need to do? Okay, I need to do A, B. So I need to get on the radio. Yeah. I've got to get on the radio, but I've got no money. So I went to the local radio station saying, look, I'll give you the back page of my printed product if you give me some airtime. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, got that one in the bag. Let's go to the next radio station. Yeah, we'll do that. Wow, got two in the bag. And slowly but surely, when your when your dream starts to become a reality, uh, an expectation, that expectation starts to become a reality. It's, and you know, if someone was to say to me, "What's the number one thing, Kev? It's team. It's your team. Yeah. The number two thing is your expectation. And how, if I'm full of expectation, yeah. running checker trade, where there's no doubt, no doubt in my mind that I'm going national." There's no doubt in my mind that this time next year I'll have grown 50%. And I'm and that that is coming out of me without any question into my top team. Without any question, they're taking that to the guys and the girls that are underneath them. It is incredibly powerful. Everyone that started to work for me, I would have an hour to an hour and a half with them. Every single person, they'd go through a two-week induction, they'd come and sit with me, and I would tell them where I've come from, I'd tell them all my flaws, my life history, and I'd tell them this is how it started, and this is why we're doing it, um, and this is the how, this is the this is the why, yeah. and do you know what? This time next year, you, you could be a team leader in two years' time, you could, be manage, you could be one of my managers. And they'd go away going, wow, I could be a manager in a year? Uh-huh. I believed it, and they believed it, and that was the, that was a massive, massive part of building building checker trade. Massive. You have to have the team, but you can either have a crap team or you can have a great team. The great team comes from the right person with the right expectation at the top, and that looks after them. Of course, you got to look after them. That is absolutely fair. There's a couple of things, because that leads us really nicely into the, the next question I want to talk about, which, which would be culture. But j- just before we do, there's there's something, I've, I've been reading a, bit, a few books recently, and, and one mentioned something quite similar to what you're saying. Have you have you heard of the the Xander letter? No. Something where it's, it's a similar type of process to what you said, but you almost, you write a letter, start of the year, you write a letter for, on the thir- for the 31st of December, 2022 okay. but you write it in, in, a, in the form of what you've actually done so for example 
I'm going to buy a house this year. You go, oh, it was great that we bought. So you bought write a letter to yourself. Yeah, you write a letter to yourself. Telling you what you achieved yeah, that year. Yeah. Wow, and, that's and, great. And that way, it's all about expectations, exactly. isn't it? It's exactly. That's, that's what I do. As soon as you're saying yeah. it, I'm like, that's what's sitting in my head. I'm going, yeah. it is, it's that expectation. So I, I am going to, I'm going to buy a new house this year or I'm going to, turn over half a million or whatever that looks like or whatever your expectation I've turned oh it was great I turned over half a million this year and you like you say it's telling like that's what I find fascinating you saying about your expectation what what going into that into that office I'm going to be national going to be national yeah. and just because it is it's that again back to then self-belief and then then and you put that in with expectation you you'll move towards the most dominant image you allow yeah. to reside in your mind yeah yeah. So Amazing. what images have you got of your future in your head? Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't, you know, for example, if if you want to be a world champion boxer, go and get loads of photographs of previous champs and put them put them yeah. all over your wall. Every yeah. morning when you wake up, you'll see pictures of world champions. That's going to drive you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's going to drive you to that point. Yeah, mate. Brilliant. Well, like I said, it did lead us on nice because you're talking about team as well, which is fascinating. So again something I, I, I talk about always on the podcast is culture within a company um, I sort of mentioned to you previously obviously I'll, I'll run a hair salon I was never a hairdresser it's purely a business thing for me so I took over mm. and I, it was my first business uh, in my late 20s early 30s first business and it it, it failed three years in I was a part of a franchise mm. and I went in with a, a, a I went in with an idea of what I thought a leader should be and how I should lead and you know mm. watching you know, apprentice then type of things I was, oh, need to be man. there and it was just te- and I, w- I was not myself I went in and it was this level of what I felt I needed to be and I've got I've got culture completely wrong I'll, I'll hold my hands up to that and it, you know I, I was still working hard and doing a bit so I think, but I don't I, I definitely I, I didn't get that right and it you know I ended up having to close that down after three years t- tough yeah. position but I've I learned so much from that period and, and and again, why I find it fascinating. I really, what I really would love to ask you is about the culture that you sort of created at, at Checker Trade. Yeah. Things you sort of alluded to there with the team, but and how from a the early stages to kind of I would have mentioned it got, grew to two hundred thirty-five employees. Like how yeah. how do you maintain a culture? How do you did, did yeah. you did the culture at the start change a lot towards the, at the end, or was it always like as you sort of alluded to with that? We had one or two hiccups, hmm. but basically it remained the same throughout. And it's not like I I studied culture. Yeah. To me, people have always been more important than business, and that's what I always said. And and when I finally got a HR manager, yeah, um, I said to her, "How many years after dietitian? Oh, <laughs> probably that? a good ten. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Helen Price Evans was her name, uh, and she runs an excellent. A company now called Star People, little advertising advertisement. Yeah, he's done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said to her, Helen, I, I don't care about people's background, where they've come from, how old they are. I don't care what their qualifications are. Obviously, if they're going to be coders, mm. I'd like them to know how to code. code yeah, 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 sure. Um, but basically, if you're employing uh, someone into sales or someone into customer service or reception yeah, yeah. Um, or complaints, I want nice people. That's what I want. I want you to look for nice people. And that changed over the years. I changed that from being nice to people that care. I want people that care. Uh, And that describes my feelings better. Um, But, you know, uh, when Helen finally did leave, 
to start her own business. You know, we got another lady on board. Um, and, and what they do is they bring that their experiences and culture with them. So sometimes there can be a little bit of a hiccup when things like ha- that happen. Yeah. But your HR team is really, really important. Yeah. Really, really important that they you spend time with them. They understand what you want yeah. as the boss and what the culture is. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll just implement what they think it should be. Yeah, sure. But um, we used to, uh, I, I, I said uh, before, everyone, depending on what job role there was, they'd yeah. either go through a week's induction or two weeks. Yeah. So they would go and sit in everybody else's seat before oh, okay. they sat in their own. Um, and this is why. When I was uh, in my very early teens, I used to love tropical fish. Okay. And I used to have a fish tank. And on my on my way to school, I, I'd walk to the bus stop a mile away, and there was a tropical fish tank on the corner. Uh, they weren't open in the mornings, but on the way back, I always used to go. <laughs> so we used to be able to do his watch by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never, I could never afford to buy anything, but I used to go in there and just look at the fish because I loved them so greatly. Um, I surprised them every now and again. I'd save my 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 uh, pocket money up and buy them. Um, but I used, I understood greatly that when you did buy a fish and you took it back to your tank, yeah. you just don't open it up and let the fish go in. Yeah. You let the fish acclimatize on the top of the water. You let it float there, you know, and really you should let it float in there for a good 12 hours. And what does that do? The temperature becomes the same. But more than that, that fish can look around and go, well, I'm going into a hostile environment. Oh, I can see there's a nasty fish over there. I can escape into that area there if I get attacked. And it it could gauge what was going on. And I really understood that. And the last thing I wanted was someone to to come into my business and go, well, there's your chair. Someone's going to come and show you how to do the job. Because they're bringing all this baggage yeah. of what they consider is the right thing yeah. uh, you know from their previous experiences yeah. so over the period uh, starting with the uh, interview and yeah. a second interview if they want they yeah. you know everyone almost without fail would say to me well when i came for the interview kev i thought well they can't be that nice they must be putting it on for the interview but now i've gone through my induction everyone's just so nice I can't believe it love that so it gave them an opportunity to bring this baggage with them and over a period of a week to two weeks to go oh they're not like that here oh they don't do that oh I've seen people make mistakes and they don't get shouted at you know and they'd start putting the baggage down and then they'd finish off their induction with some time with me and as I said I'd go through and you used to do that with every, imp- every... Every single... It did get to a point towards the end where we were employing so many people yeah, yeah, yeah. that I had to do it in groups, which I wish I didn't have to do that, but it was better off but, doing but it But it was still you that would lead that and... Kind of yeah. Wow. T- time with Kev, yeah. I love that. Um, and, I, and I'd just talk about my history. I'd talk about values. Yeah. Um, I'd talk about uh, how training was so important. I'd talk about gratitude. Blame culture, being appreciated. Um, And, yeah, I I mean, I I, just one word on appreciation. This might speak to a few people and give you some pointers. I I can remember uh, my uh, niece Claire was my head of finance. Mm. 
and we had an upgrade in Sage and there was a lot of work in the finance team. And she came to me and she said, Kev, I, you know, the team's done phenomenally well over this last month. Can I give them all a £200 bonus? I said, no. Oh, Kev, that's not like you. I, I said, Claire, if I go to that team next month and say, and what did you spend your 200 Oh, it wasn't 200 quid because yeah. you had tax. Yeah. You probably ended up with 120 or whatever in your pocket. What did you spend your 100 <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah. I said, let Let's hire 36 The Key, which is in Emsworth, M Michelin Star Restaurant, and not, not many people at that stage of life can afford to go to a Michelin yeah, Star yeah, Restaurant. Sure. We'll, we'll transport them there. We'll have a great night with fantastic food and great wine, and we'll transport them home. And that didn't cost me 200 quid a head. Yeah. And it, years later, that team occasionally would bring up, do you remember that night we had? Love that. Love that appreciation yeah. you don't have to put money into people's pockets for them to feel appreciated in fact if you could do something a little bit different so every year I used to take my team to France yeah. to St. Marlowe we'd, we'd do an overnight cruise oh they were fantastic fantastic days but once once we got to about 100 employees we just couldn't do it anymore yeah sure but I, I can remember once we um, we took over the whole of I think it might have been Brighton Racecourse. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And we did, we brought in all, all of these uh, games. Uh, do you remember, um, was it called the Champions? I can't remember. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, but, yeah, but lots yeah. of different things where there was challenges, yeah, 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 physical yeah, sure, challenges, sure, sure, sure. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And wow, it was a phenomenal day. Everybody could come with their partner um, uh, and they got a meal and they got some drinks and, and everybody you know entertain themselves with, and they could bring their kids yeah. that, that was Just, a great day because they're experiencing aren't they like, 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 yeah. like, I think the key there or certainly what I'm taking away is that bottom line is not everyone's motivated by money so you can give them a couple of hundred quid. Oh, I used to ask them all why did you leave your previous job yeah. I can only recall one person money really? everyone else would say not appreciated yeah. There's a new boss in in there now, which I can't get on with. The culture was rubbish. I was asking to sell something I didn't believe in. Yeah. All those types so, of yeah, answers yeah, yeah. that everybody gives, and you know, I I I I, I learned something. I read a book called The Go Giver. Okay. I, it's on Amazon. It's yeah. a tiny little book, probably about fifty pages. And it's okay. a parable. It's I think it's green. Yeah. Uh, you'll find it if you go on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read that book, and it, and it was about this young guy who wanted to be successful, yeah. and he managed to get this CEO to give him five lessons in life, and none of them were about business. Um, I read that book, and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm doing three of those five already. Anyway, I came to understand, which sounds bizarre, yeah. but it, it's... You're the same between nine to five and between five to nine. Uh, yeah, yeah, You're yeah. a person. You yeah. don't suddenly change yeah. because you've walked through your your work door. Yeah. You're the, you're, you, you've got the same desires, the same needs. Yeah. And I came to understand that people need appreciation. They need it at work. Yeah. They need it from their husband or their wife or their kids or their partners. Yeah. 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 people need to be understood whether it's at work 
or whether it's by their husband or wife or their partners or kids. Yeah. Um, they need to have a vision, whether it's at work or whether it... <laughs> yeah. So all those things. So I, I, I addressed all of those things. And, I th- and, and this came from this little book. And I thought, well, do you know what? We're doing three already. And the other two, yeah, that, that's pretty easy to implement. Yeah. I, I understand the rationale behind it. And I actually had, bizarrely, people that had been on holiday and I'd bump into them yeah. and, and, and it's the weekend and they're starting work on Monday and say, oh, I can't wait to get back to work. And I'd That's think, yeah. I, wonder, I, I wonder what their family life is like yeah. because we're ticking all of their boxes for life yeah. at work. Obviously, they're not being ticked at home. Yeah, well. And if you can tick those boxes, um, they're going to want to come to work. That's so. That's so fast because it, it, it yeah. is. It, for me, uh, and what I've learned certainly from, like I say, I, I talk about it on all the podcasts. I find it fascinating. I love listening to people's views on it. And it's ultimately creating that space where people want to be. Yeah. And, and but it does come, like you said, it comes from 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 strong leadership, and yeah. because it's got to come from the top. And and got to feel down, is it? Yeah. I used to. If everyone that sat in front of me that was about to work for me. I'd, I'd tell them a little bit about my life. I'd, I'd say, I can remember when I worked for Celsi Press for 12 years. Mm. And they did some great things and they did some things that weren't so great. One of the things they did was they'd give you a cash bonus at Christmas. Yeah. So I did that. Cash yeah. bonus. They loved that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I used to look at the boss at, at Celsi Press. And it might sound negative, but it wasn't. Yeah. I used to look at him because I was, I was, um, you know, trying to tread water to yeah, stay yeah. out, keep my head above water yeah, consistently. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I'd look at the boss and say, I'm, I'm, I'm building your dream. Yeah. I'm not building mine. I'm treading water. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was when mortgage interest rates were 14%. I don't know, <laughs> probably before <laughs> your time. Yeah. But Bloody life yeah. was really tough. Yeah. You know, 14 but My wages from Selsey Press didn't cover my mortgage payment, let alone everything else. Wow, wow. Um, and I used to think, I'm building your dream, I'm not building mine. Yeah. But I worked hard for the guy, and I'd like to think that he would look back now and go, yeah, Kev was a good employee, and he, yeah, he was yeah. one of my better ones, that's what I'd like to think. Yeah, yeah. I gave him 12 years of my life. And, and I've never forgotten that. So when someone used to come to work for me, I, I'd tell them that story. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say, I don't know where you are, Sam, in life at the moment. You could be trading water. You could be trying to keep your head above it. Yeah. And you are. You build. It's me that's going to sell this company one day, and you're, you're building my dream. Yeah. One day, you might have your own dream, Sam. Yeah. If you do, come and see me. You know, if you can help build my dream, yeah. I'm going to help you build yours. And I did. I had quite a few of my team would come to me and say, Kev, I think the time's to move on. I want to start my own business. Wow. Okay, how can I help you? Really? Yeah. That's a Most people wouldn't even tell their bosses that they were thinking yeah. of going somewhere else. And they'd drop a minute with two weeks' notice. You know, you know uh, I had one lady that, that came to me. I won't say who it was. Came to me. I want to start my own business, Kev. Well, okay, how can I help you? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll employ your business for two days a week for the next 12 months and you can still fulfill some of the things you're doing for me. You do that for me, Kev. 
Yeah. So you know you've got two days' work straight away. Wow. Wow. And people don't forget that. Do do, 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 do you think that... that uh, because that's such a selfless thing to do. It, uh, you say so, but look, like you're you're creating something there where people that trust is a big word that I'll take out of that. Mm. Like people trust you and they want to come and tell you their one their dreams. But you've you've created a place where people want to be. But then to to have that that freedom for them to be able to go and the confidence to come to a boss and be able to go look, I, I want to move on. This is my idea. This is what I want to do. Mm. And to have the the belief that you go, I'm going to support that, and I'm going to help you build that. Like what? Amazing. Do you think that some of those traits come from you, like your with your religion and your Christian ways, or, or is it? Um, that's a really good question. I've never been asked that one before. <laughs> Maybe some, but I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. I th- I think from as far back as I can remember, I've I've been. Uh, of that nature yeah. I don't think it's something you can manufacture because yeah. you read a book yeah sure um, I genuinely care for people more than I care for myself I do it's amazing yeah um, and you know when I sold my business I always said to my team if I ever sell this I'm going to share it with you yeah. and really? I did yeah. you did yeah I think it's about four and a half million I gave to my team wow wow Heaps. Yeah. Uh, Some of them I used it as a deep. It depends. You know, I, I, I worked out how many months they'd worked there. This yeah. is the pot. This is how much it works out for each of my employees. Yeah. If you'd worked there for a month times that by, I've worked for you for 48 months or whatever the number was. And there was, there was, there was a few in my top team yeah. that I looked after a little bit more because yeah. they were instrumental in, in, in the growth of the company. Yeah. That's amazing. What an amazing thing. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Right. Well, look, we're we're gonna talk. Look, talking about that and uh, and you know the success. Look, it's one. It is one of uh, one of the great success stories. We're in, in the business world, and so I mean, look, as an entrepreneur, sort of looking back, what, what would you say if you had to pick? What would be your greatest achievement or career highlight or uh, along that journey? Oh, my greatest achievement, without a doubt. Yeah. I know my wife won't like this, my kids won't like it. Because <laughs> you'd say, oh, the day I got yeah, married, yeah, or yeah, my yeah, firstborn, yeah. or something. Although, of course, those are really, really special and important. Of course. Uh, I've mentioned her already, my niece, Claire, who is my finance manager. Yeah. Without me knowing, she put me for I get emotional when I talk about yeah, this, because yeah. it meant so much to me. She put me forward to to run with the Olympic torch. Wow, wow! And that was uh, an amazing, yeah. I couldn't just so special. Yeah, I couldn't. Well, I I'll always imagine. be eternally grateful to her. Yeah, you can do well, that. Yeah, mate, thank you for sharing. Incredible, you can, day. yeah, I can, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, mate. <laughs> Wow, uh, yeah, I can feel the emotion. Oh, that's amazing, and thank you look, for sharing that. And what, what a yeah, magical, so mo- what a magical moment! It, that like, was so. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, putting that to one side. Yeah. <laughs> when a bottle of champagne turned up for my brother because we'd reached a million, <laughs> yeah. that was like wow, we've reached a mi- million pound turnover. Wasn't yeah. making any money, but reached a million pound turnover. Yeah. <laughs> And the next million was done in a fraction of the time. The next million, a fraction of that time, and so on and so on. Wow. 
and it, it, it must be like like you say setting it, those goals and those because I'm I'm th- there's a really contradictory thing that I look at because I like I sort of alluded to a little bit earlier like as business owners as people we we set ourselves goals and things yeah. we want to try and achieve but um, I guess something like a million pound turnover oh, that's a real guy I'm gonna strive I'm gonna get there I want to get to that goal I want to get to that mm-hmm. goal but. I'm, I'm, one thing I've really taken out, I've done sort of uh, nearly over 20 odd episodes of this now, and one thing I've really taken out, one thing I try and tell myself a lot is about enjoying that journey. So, of course, as business owners, we set ourselves goals, and that, that's yeah. got, and people in life, not just business owners, people in life set ourselves goals, but ultimately, not always having a necessarily a destination that I'm trying to get to because no, potentially. Potentially, there's that that destination. Is if you're so fixated on that, you miss out on the path and that journey to get there. And I, I never went to Claire and said, "What's our turnover this month, Claire?" Okay. That was never that was never a, yeah. a question. I used to go to my complaints team, yeah. and I said, "What I want on the board up here, please, is how many complaints have we had about our trades?" Oh. And I want to get that number down. How do we get that number down? Yeah. So every, every every week until we got too big for this, we used to have a Wednesday morning brief, mm. and that was always part of it. And, mm. I, and and I think there's one aspect of Checker Trade where I failed. People didn't really understand through my marketing the success we had with looking after people, right. and that was a big drive for me. Yeah. You know, my mum was alive at the time. And, you know, if I could have, I would have called it goodenoughmymum.com. But that's a bit of a mouthful, (laughs) isn't it? Uh, And that was a tall order, that one was. Um, But I want to report, you know, Mm. how many complaints do we get? Um, And we used to have 18 different forms of checking. 18. And then the national average of of you being upset with your trade was one in four jobs. One in four. The national average of having to have work put right yeah. was one in five. Oh, okay. Our our average for a custom being upset with our trade, which was not work related, yeah. was about one in seventy eight. I think. Right. Our our national average for having work put right was one in a hundred and eighty jobs, not one in five. Wow. One in a hundred and eighty. Wow. And our drive constantly was, what can we do in our vetting to prevent that or or, or improve that number? Constantly. Wow. So we we used to liaise with complaints department on what those complaints were and see whether we could do anything in our vetting or, 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 or even just our communication with trades and encouraging them and trying to show them the best practices. Yeah. To not to get complaints and to keep your customers happy because we used to do that. Yeah. Um, that was a big drive for us. Yeah. Not once in any of our Wednesday morning briefs was this is what our sales, sales targets, targets were and did yeah. we reach it? The sales targets I used to let I used to let the guys come up with that themselves. Yeah. Wow. Because then they'd go, oh, it's not Kev's target, it's our target. Because because then you're, you're creating something then where you're, you're you've built a business based on purpose, not on. Of a purpose that you're trying yeah. The to purpose of Checker Trade, trade. was yeah. to solve the road trade problem in the UK. It was never about money, never. Amazing. 
Well, well, one other thing, I want to move on slightly. We're going to go on. So, you know, running a business can obviously be tough, but achieving success, obviously, that you, you have achieved, obviously, I guess, comes with a lot of sacrifices potentially along the way. Um, again, something I, as well as the culture question I always ask about work-life balance. How, you know, over the years of, of doing that, obviously with a family, etc. Did you achieve a work-life balance? How? What was? The, what did that look like? Yeah. Um, to a degree, mm. you know, when I worked in the shed at the bottom of the garden, the kids would come down when they got yeah. home from school. Yeah. Uh, my my wife Lisa uh, is an incredible woman in many aspects. She has encouraged me to do whatever I wanted. She nice. has never ever Kev we shouldn't do that don't do that mm. uh, she's trusted me absolutely 100% wow. where I, I, I can imagine a lot of partners would be going we can't we can't risk that yeah. we can't do what if that what if this you mean no Kev that's too much of a and that was never ever not once uh, she hasn't known everything that I've done in yeah. business and the risks I've taken, but she's known an awful lot. Yeah. And she's always said, do you think that'll work? I said, Lisa, I just don't know. But we're going to give it a go. Wow. And, Let's and do she, it then. And, and she, I guess that, again, a, a strong relation, that belief and trust in you yeah. that you would... A different partner could have held me back. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, but I only used to work half days. Oh, really? Yeah. Whether it was the first 12 hours or the last 12 hours. Wow. Okay. But no, yeah. it was more than that. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd, 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 normally, I'd normally be at work by 8 o'clock, uh, yeah. and when I shut my laptop at half past 11, I'd go yeah. to bed. Wow. Six days a week, and often four or five hours on a Sunday. Wow. Wow. Just consistent. And that was so, but then I guess, but you don't obviously. You, you, I guess now you don't look back over them times. Was there stuff that you missed out on them? Maybe like with family life in that sense that you look back on and go, you know. I don't think so. Um, the f uh, until my my friend little Kev, yeah, and that was true. And it still took a few years for me to get to a point where I could start taking a holiday. Yeah. Uh, but uh, once Checker Trade started to take off, which is probably after about eight years, wow! You know, I I, I did put myself on a reasonable wage. Yeah. Nothing like a CEO would would earn today. Yeah. Uh, but it was enough for us to uh, to have time away. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. I just wish. I, I I just wish. What happened to me when I was thirty-five happened to me when I was twenty-five. Do, do you? You think oh, that? Absolutely. Yeah. I wish I'd got that load of CDs when I was 25. I'd wish I understood expectations. Why though? Do you think that? Because I, 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 often, I sometimes question myself about that. I think I, I really wish I'd just got on this journey. I started my late, probably late 20s, early 30s. I really wish I'd known that when I was like, well, I know that when I was 18, 19, I would have definitely yeah. started that. But then there's a part of me that thinks you needed to go through that. Yeah, you need to, to go. Yeah. yeah, and I think you, we need to look, there's part of us that I we agree. need to be on a journey. And would I have been ready like at 19, 20, 21 to 
start a business and have the confidence or you know self belief yeah. at that so because when you have that resilience that you 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 there's got to be in you to run a business because you're yeah. gonna face some really tough times and you've got to pick yourself up. I wonder whether at that younger age would I have had that? Maybe it's always been in my makeup and I would have. I don't. We're never gonna know. But I, I yeah. do. I'm, I'm, I am a believer that you know where timing timing is a is a thing and maybe like you said I'm sure with listening to you talk and with your mind so I'm sure it would have been just as successful and would have you know just been in ten years earlier but you know it, it may have been a, it may have been a different story it might have just been like you say at the right maybe. time right place and right idea we'll never know and we we'll never know exactly that but we can only ponder we can only, we? yeah exactly exactly mm. but. Um, Oh, amazing! Look, um, we're sort of coming towards a little bit, yeah. But there, there, was, there was one I sort of wanted to really sort of ask about because many of the people I've got on the podcast have, you know, they're still running their businesses now and they're growing it. Some people turn over millions and doing yeah. well, and other people just starting out or whatever that part of their journey they're on. But yeah. um, one I'm keen to find out about is, as we sort of mentioned about goals and achievement and getting to that sort of end goal. Like for you. When you sold in 2017, um, mm-hmm. what, what was there a, a sense of achievement, fulfilment at that point, or what, was it like? Was it always sort of when you started out? Was that what you envisioned and, and, and that business journey? Or just tell me a little bit. I guess I want to just try and delve in, like, like we mentioned about anticlimax. I guess yeah. it, so what, was it at that 2017? Was it like great? I've achieved what I'd set out to achieve, no. and I'm like, no, not at all. In 2017, I sold 40% of the, the business. Yeah, yeah. And in 2018, the other 60% was sold to the same same company. Yeah, yeah. But the events leading up to 2017 um, were, you know, you, you might think putting others before yourself is a good thing, but sometimes it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. my, my business partner, my brother, roughly 10 years older than me and on not extremely frequent occasions but it came up mm. Kev when are we going to retire I want to retire yeah. when are we going to manage to re- realise some capital from this mm. um, and I had uh, a company approach me probably a good three years prior to that and they wanted to partner with us I won't tell you who they are privately I'd tell you but not, yeah. not on air uh, household brand, consumer yeah. champions. You might get it from that. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, they wanted a partner, and that partnership suddenly turned into, if we're going to partner, can we have a small slice of the company? I said, well, I don't want to sell mine, but I've got two partners that might. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so they they were going to they were going they they put a value of the company on the table. What? It's worth that much? It can't possibly be worth ten million. <laughs> Which is what it was. They put ten million. Ten million. You're going to value this at ten million. Anyway, um, so they were going to buy my two partners out, um, and then suddenly they want all of it. And I said, "Well, no, I, s- I said no six months ago." Yeah. yeah, but Kev, do you think with our brand behind you, you could achieve what you wanted to achieve? And that is the whole of the UK solving the roll trade problem with a brand like ours behind you. Don't you think you could do that? Um, and we'll put something in place where you can remain completely in charge for the next three years, five years, yeah. and we'll sort all that out. 
uh, and you can you can keep a percentage of the company and there'll be a really nice buyout for you if you yeah. achieve all these numbers and we'll put some money into the company which will speed it all up yeah. and I spoke to my wife I said you know what? I think we should do this so she agreed anyway two or, two or, or three months went by and they're sending their teams in <laughs> to look at everything but there's no legals where are the legals when the legals go another two months go by and they've sent every team in now yeah. to look at what we're doing and then I'm going look Where's something for us to... My solicitor's waiting still. Where's, yeah, yeah. where's the legal? I finally got it, and it was what I said no to six months prior. Oh, that's the best we can come up with. I said, yeah, but that's not what we shook hands on. So I told them to take a run and jump. Um, and then they, they started something within two weeks, exactly the same as Jack Trade. <laughs> and that taught me, wow. don't trust even the consumer champions out there. Uh, but my one of my business partners in particular was in was very upset because was you how was how did you feel at that point like was there was there anger there was you how did how did you to me i never wanted to sell the company yeah anyway one of my business partners uh, was very upset because he was going to walk away with it they were both going to walk away with a couple of million each one of them was very happy to to keep going yeah but the other one was very upset but that sort of put it in me or i've got to go and find someone to buy it then because this guy is so upset yeah and i wish i hadn't done that really yeah anyway uh we we had suitor after suitor after suitor and i was turning this one down turning that one down turning that one down and then we had uh, an american company approach us huge worth billions Mm. and uh one of the main things to me was you keep the business in celsius and you look after my team and i want that in writing really uh, and they put 50 million on the table. Wow. <laughs> Nine months of due diligence. My, <laughs> my top team were frazzled. Yeah. Really, really tough time. And at the end of nine months, there was one box left to tick. And that was stay in Celsius, you look after my team. And they said, Kev, we can't put that in writing. What? So I kicked them into the side touch again. I turned down 50 million. Did you really? Whoa. Yeah, because they wouldn't stay. They wouldn't put it in writing, uh, and several people from that company's jobs were lost because of that. Uh, but uh, they had scapegoats. Uh. Anyway, at that point, is that's it? I'm not going to sell. I, you know, I've now gone through three years of hell, uh. just pitching and talking to people, and we turned down big companies, household uh. brands. Yeah, uh, sure. Um, uh, and then the the buyer that finally bought Checker Trade turned up, and it was like, no, 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 I've had enough of all of this. Anyway, the the gentleman Rupert Rawcliffe that was helping me sell the company, I know he Rupert. said, yeah. he said, Kev, why don't you just put to them these these items here are non-negotiable, um, and you want this deal done in a month, yeah. and just see what they say. So. I put all these things down bang 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 and they just said yes 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 wow and the com- the 40 percent deal was done within a month unbelievable wow. wow um but on the night that we went to london to our lawyer's office and signed these papers you'd think uh we'd go out and celebrate somewhere i just got back in the car and drove home really it was like surreal uh, it's amazing. and it's you know in one sense 
selling the company has dramatically changed my life yeah, sure. in another sense I wish I still had what I had wow yeah uh, a wise man once said to me an accountant he said Ken why would you want to sell your business is it profitable yeah is it growing yeah do you enjoy it yeah why, why, why do you want to sell it then that's so fascinating to hear because you, you like, like uh, again alluding to what we mentioned earlier about destination and getting to this place and you, you, you I guess uh, many entrepreneurs you sort of talk to or business owners you start out on that journey and it's a dream to go oh, I'm going to be sitting there with that amount of money on the yeah. table to go I've well, built something I've created and yeah. that amount of money on the table but like you say you, money is just a byproduct of success and yes. You get to a it point is. where you go, what's next now? What do I, I've, I've given up something I love doing. In the last two years, it doesn't matter how much money you got, you got to stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I you know what? I had exactly this conversation with my wife. I've obviously not, not yeah. financial stuff, whatever as we mentioned, but I, mem- I remember sitting with my wife during lockdown and I just said, and it really changed, again, that period of my life really changed. Because I, I, said, I said to my wife, I said, no. We, we do okay, you know, she's a solicitor, I'm my own business, we do okay, and we, we've got to provide for the kids, and that's yeah. that's fine, I'm happy with that. But I said, you know what, if we was rich and we're multi-millionaires, I said, we'd just be doing exactly what we're doing now, yeah, being in a bigger house, yeah. <laughs> probably. I don't think I've changed at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Wow. I've, I've actually still got the same car as I had seven years ago. Did you? That's amazing. <laughs> love it. I, love I mean, there's other things I get involved in now, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that's amazing. And well, look, so, what, so now you've got to, that's fascinating to listen to. But now, so what, what's look, we're going to come towards it? But what, t- tell me, what was so now? What's next then? Well, that's another burned? that's another two hours. That's a, yeah, <laughs> part two. I'm a, part two no? I'm a serial investor. Yeah, uh, I've probably invested in about eight or nine different companies from oh. from real real startups to yeah. those that have been going a few years yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple in there which i believe is going to dwarf what i made from checker trade wow yeah believe they will wow uh there's some that have failed already yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's some i know are going to fail yeah, yeah um but i'm on some of them i'm just on the sidelines some of them i'm not on the sidelines yeah uh, s- some of them are more involved in in a day-to-day basis or, or, or a day-a-week basis, that kind of stuff. So that yeah. keeps me busy. Um, there's there's one in particular that I'm really excited about that I've been involved in now for about two and a half, three years, and that's called Arc Pathway. Oh, okay. Um, and that's to do with uh, helping early years children from, from one to five. Really, really interesting business, right, and yeah. I think it's going to change. It's, 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 it's going to help. Yeah. Uh, the whole world, I believe. Wow. Um, but um, that's taken up a fair chunk of my time. But I've I've got other businesses. Yeah. I've I've got a property portfolio. I've yeah. got HMOs. I've got rentals. Yeah. Uh, one of my daughters, Emily, looks after that more than anything else. Yeah. We've got a well-being centre in Selsey, which has got two different types of gymnasium. It's got beauty salons and yeah. it's got a plant-based cafe. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we're running that at the moment and seeing that grow. Uh, my daughters are heavily involved in that one as well. That must be an amazing yeah. thing to see, like, to have your, have your family, have your kids involved and, and yeah. within something. That must be... Lock, lockdown affected that business massively because yeah. we opened it a month before the first lockdown. Yeah. And then it's shut. Right, bloody <laughs> and then we can open again and yeah. then it's yeah. shut. Yeah. There's another one that people might have gone to at Christmas... Uh, and that's called Light Up Trails. We did yeah, yeah, at yeah. Cowdery Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the significant shareholder in that, and there's two oh, ladies okay. that are minor shareholders that, that run that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, That's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Building My Dream Home. Amazing. Uh, and that's in a place called Ashurst near Stenning in West Sussex. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, sure, um, yeah. Not too far away from here, probably about... Yeah. 10 minute 15 minute drive yeah, yeah, yeah sure that's a beautiful property had a had a um a, a pretty poorly built georgian property built in the early 60s so yeah. we've knocked that down yeah. and now we're building something quite special wow amazing uh, first thing i did was dig a lake because <laughs> yeah. I, I love water <laughs> love, and i love, love fish, fish. Yeah, uh, yeah. first thing dig a lake that's done yeah so i'm quite proficient at digging now with a digger <laughs> Um, yeah, it takes about a hundred hours to get good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I'm good. At, I'm good on a digger now. Um, so, all the pitfalls and the frustration of getting materials at the minute, yeah. we're facing all those things. So, uh, uh, I've also got a retirement park, which is down okay. in St. Austell. Wow, uh, best business I've got. Really, best business I've got for cash flow, without a doubt. It's just superb. So we're looking at buying more retirement parks, but yeah. they don't come up very often. Yeah, yeah, sure. And there's one or two major players in the UK that tend to snap them up really quick. Yeah. Um, but we've bought uh, four and a half acres in Selsey, and we're, we're we're looking at trying to get planning permission for a retirement park in Selsey. Wow. Uh, whether we'll get the planning or not, we don't know. Uh, and there's heaps of other stuff I'm doing. So I'm I'm very very busy, and yeah, I'm yeah. still. Um, heavy on my heart to redo another checker trade really yeah because i miss it so much wow even though like because again back to i guess and and like you say everyone's got different dreams but i I suppose some people would say that's the you know the dream is to build a business to get to a stage where you sell it and you've made the money to be able to then choose different investments and different things yeah. to get involved in and what a, what an amazing place to be and do and have and sounds it sounds amazing and like you say for for many people starting on a business journey or been in it for a long time uh, maybe that's a goal that they dream of of getting to to the, to the position you have but yeah. but you're saying even with all that you still would look and go if i that love that is your ambition if yeah. that's your ambition and yeah. you sell your company and you've made millions from it and, and some of the investments I've got now, yeah, yeah. I've put money into it. Hey, I've I've got a, a sweet spot for where I invest money, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want it to either protect the environment or help people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what yeah, I want. Yeah, 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 and I sure. wouldn't invest in something that didn't do that. Well, okay. But at, at one point, someone's going to come to me and says, "Kev, we've sold this business, and and you're." 150,000 that went into this business is now worth 1.8 million. Brilliant. And I'll yeah. go, fantastic. And then I'll go and have a champagne meal somewhere yeah, and yeah, celebrate. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, but that's not why I did Checker Trade. Yeah, yeah. Checker Trade was about feeding my family. Yeah. But once I could do that, then it, it absolutely was about 
good enough for my mum.com? How do I solve the road trade problem in the UK? Wow. So when it was sold, oh man, dark yeah. tunnel. Yeah. Dark tunnel. Two years. Wow. I've got no purpose in life anymore. It's gone. Dark. The money meant nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I, I, but you'd get up in the morning going, "What's my purpose?" Wow. You ain't got a purpose in life. You got yeah. nothing. Uh, so it's what? What is success? It's your health, your family's health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you ain't got health, you got nothing. Yeah. Um, and it's having a purpose. It's having a reason to get up every every day. I mean, my kids are all grown up and gone. Yeah. So it, the you know my purpose isn't to put f- you know and, food on and they've the all got their own houses now. You know yeah. they're all looked after incredibly well. Yeah. They're very blessed and they know it. Yeah. Uh, but having a purpose to get up out of bed each day. Uh, when you, when you're Mr. Checker Trade and you're invited here, you're invited there, yeah. and you've got this award going, you've got that award going on. You're in Buckingham Palace. You're yeah. you you've won the I, IOD, you know, Director of the Year, yeah. uh, and you know you are Mr. Checker Trade, and suddenly you're nothing. I can really understand why celebrity. Oh, don't clash to be a celebrity no. by any means, but the trades know me, but the consumers don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they might know Checker Trade, but they don't know who Kev is. Uh, you know, but I, I, I can understand now where, you know, Ant and Deck, which, which is the one that's been in rehab twice. Uh, it's because he's achieved whatever he right. wanted to achieve and, and where else is there to go? Um, that's so powerful and, and such that, a powerful lesson. And now you've got people that were selling millions of records and now they're not. Uh, and I can understand why they go on drugs. Yeah. I can understand why they go into rehab. I've never had to go into rehab. I've never taken to drugs. I've never taken to drink. But dark days, yeah, massively. I mean, fortunately, I've been through that tunnel and I've come out the other side. But I still miss checker trade dramatically, and it's still, it's still. I'm, I'm thinking all the time, and I mean all the time. I can't just do another review site. I, I actually feel. And, I, and no one's more qualified to say this than me. I think reviews are finished. Wow, okay. I don't think reviews have a place moving forward. There has to be something else that, that takes the place of reviews. Yeah. And I believe I've got that in my head. Wow. And, it, and, it's, it, you know, and it's going through my head all the time. Uh, and will I start check a trade again? I've been waiting, and maybe this is an excuse. Yeah. I've, I've been waiting for all the lockdowns to finish because I don't want to start a business and having to to go into lockdown. I know people have been working from home, but I don't yeah. think that's the right environment for yeah, expectation. Yeah, 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 no. I don't believe it is. You've yeah. got to be in. You've got to be in. Yeah. It's, it's like going to a football match and you've got yeah. all, you, all your supporters. That's yeah. yeah. You can't. You can't do that behind a Zoom. A Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> You can't. You've got to be together in it yeah. and, and feed off each other excitement and yeah. feed off each other's uh, enthusiasm. That's expectation. Yeah. So I've been waiting for that to finish. Yeah. Uh, but I'm worried. I'm, I'm not worried about being a success again. I, 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 that's just. N- yeah. Am I going to. Have I got it in me to make another household brand? Absolutely. Yeah. But there's one thing I think that might be missing in me. Uh, and I see this in the companies now that I've invested in, yeah. 
as soon as as soon as someone comes and says, "Look, I need 150,000," and I'll go to them and I've learned let my lessons on this. Okay, you're a startup. Where's that 150,000 going? Well, I'm well, I'm I'm going to be taking 60 grand a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to get out of bed I had to sell yeah. or my kids didn't get fed I had to yeah. I had to it's that hunger I had to yeah. can I can I give a quick animal story go for it you got Arnold the ordinary frog yeah. and Freddy the fantastic frog yeah Arnold the ordinary ordinary frog in one of these muddy lanes has fallen into a rut yeah which was made by a wheel and and it's stuck there. He can't get out. Doesn't matter how much he tries to jump out. He just hits the side and flops back down into the mud. He's getting really frightened and frustrated and he can't get out. And Freddy the Fantastic Frog looks down, sees him there, hops into the hole and says, Arnold, what's the matter? I can't get out. I can't. Look, I'll show you a technique. It's, 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 the, it's the, the double double jump with a back twist. Jump, jump, back twist, and Freddy the Fantastic Frog's out. <laughs> Arnold tries it, splat against the side of the rut, and ooh, <laughs> down into the bottom. Anyway, Freddy shows him two or three different techniques, but each time, Arnold the Ordinary Frog fails. Bang, ooh, back into the rut. And Freddy says, look, I can't waste any more time on you. Hey, maybe if you... If you keep going, the rut will get narrower or something, or, or you'll scramble out somehow, hey. but... I'm off to the local lily pads for a, for a drink. Anyway, he gets he gets the lily pad. Literally two minutes later, Arnold arrives, and Freddie goes, "Arnold, how did you get out? What technique did you use?" Technique? There was a car coming. I had to get out. <laughs> Love that. So. That, that was a big, big thing in me. I had to earn money. Yeah. It was the only source of income that I, 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 I could see. And if I didn't sell 22 boxes, I didn't even have the money to pay for the print and distribution. Wow. I, and if, if I'd only sold 17 boxes and there was a week before it went to print, I had to sell those boxes or I'm losing money. Wow. And, I, and that's... Not there for me now, yeah. and I'm worried that that missing is going to be an element that's something that won't make it a success. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. Because that hung, like you're right, that, it's a hunger. that hunger that you not can't, for success. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. hunger to stay, stay alive. alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and when I come across someone who's who's working part-time doing something else yeah. and he's put his house on the line yeah. and but if he's got a great idea yeah. and and he's a good person and he's saying kev I'm, i want 100 grand but it's going to go into software development it's yeah. going to go into marketing and it's going i'll go yeah that's that that guy's going to make this work because he has to i love yeah. that and you i think you're right look uh, I'm the uh, yeah, run different businesses over the years, and and, and exactly that you go. I, I I know that unless I'm out grafting and I'm doing it, I'm not gonna have that yeah. money's not going in the bank to to pay staff and pay other people yeah. and, and make keep this keep this journey going. And that's what you got to do. And you're right, and it's interesting you say about it, like you say you because you you financially you don't need that, so no. you haven't got that, but. 
It's so, but but because you're aware, because your self-awareness around it would still, I guess, maybe. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Watch this space. I guess that's how it's we could. Watch this we space. Could, we yeah, can, um, we I'm, I'm sort of saying to myself all the time, "No, Kev, you're going to do this for fun. Yeah, you're going to do this for fun. You're going to go in because you want to do it because yeah. it's fun. Yeah, but there is still that element of." I need to do five sales today. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get that, yeah. Otherwise it, otherwise it could be just, well, I'll just take some money from there and put it in there and that could become continuous. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Okay, well, listen, what, what can I say? What, what an amazing way to sort of round that up as well, actually, and it's brilliant. I'm, I'm so grateful for you to come in on and being... I really enjoy Listen, we're so open and honest as well. And what and I, I could literally... We're going to have to get you back, I think, for, for another episode. <laughs> we're going... We're doing we're do, we're do that too. But it was it was just fascinating. What an amazing journey and such a you know, uh, success and everything you, you've achieved. I'd love to come back. Oh, maybe, maybe if you sort of say, well, Kev, what, what were those five things you mentioned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The culture? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to us about marketing, Kev. How did yeah, that yeah. work for you? You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more specific. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, let's let's do it. We'll do we do we do episode we do episode two. But we're listen. I, I've just I've started to do something different for series two with uh, where I ask a previous guest to ask a question. So mm. uh, my my previous guest did ask one. Which I, I'd like to ask you, um, and it is if you could add one class to school that had to be taught daily, what would it be? Well, this is coming straight from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And that is, how do you make money? Brilliant. Brilliant. That's a great Love question. That. Love that. You're not taught that at school. Yeah. At school, you're, you're taught, if you know, straight from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. You go to a teacher, how do I make money? Yeah. Oh, well, you get a good education, yeah. you get a good job so you can go and work for someone. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, what no. You're not making money. Well, very few people will make money working for someone. Oh, no, the only way you can make money is work for yourself. What a great way to finish, yeah. listen. Mate, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your time. It has been absolutely fascinating and I cannot wait to share the episode with everyone. I'm sure there's a million takeaways and I can't wait to, to, to listen back to it. And thanks for sharing your journey and your story with us and, and all those insights. And look, I wish you all the best for the future as well and keep in touch and watch this space for the next one. That's all I can say. I've really enjoyed it, Sam. Thank Brilliant. you very much. Thank you. And that's a wrap. 